0: Hello and welcome to Rounding the Bases, the Northwestern Baseball Podcast. Back again this year ahead of the 2018 baseball season. First game is February 16th, so we are just weeks away. I'm Amit Malik, as always, producer, and we're joined uh, this week to talk about the infield by some relatively new faces, Walker Reinfeldt. Definitely on the show back in the spring. And Noah Kaufman, one of our freshmen here, uh, if you've been around the Northwestern Podcast Network, he's been on a lot in the fall and the winter, but making his baseball debut. How are you guys doing on this Wednesday afternoon? We're doing good. It's a little chilly, a little, little
1: midterm season, but but baseball talk is definitely heating up the conversation heating up the body temperature. So I'm excited to get back into baseball season. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to, yeah. that's we're, right. we're
0: just excited to be We're We're very excited, yes. Um, they, this is one of the easier groups for us to preview this year because there's just a lot of returning talent. Uh, they lost one really good player in Matt Hoffner, more on him in a bit. But the rest of their uh, diamond returns, they're going to have Connor Lind, a senior at third base, Jack Clays, the senior catcher, and then your middle middle infield is pretty set uh, with Jack Dunn, the junior shortstop, and Alex Arrow. Uh, kind of an emerging star second baseman. And even at first base where they lost Matt Hoffner, they have Willie Bourbon returning, who split time with Matt last year, also played second base his freshman year. So there, there is a lot of returning talent to come back to, to this lineup.
1: Yeah, and I think that's one of the biggest things about this position group is the fact that you have the returning talent, but a lot of this returning talent is, is younger returning talent. You really only have three seniors in the entire infield if you're, if you're going to count the two catchers in Jack Clays and Matt Jones and the, the senior third baseman of Connor Lynn. And so I think the best part about this position group is you have that senior leadership that this team needs in this one position group, and you have all these emerging stars to develop for the years to come because you got at least two years out of most of these guys coming up.
2: Yeah, but offensively this this is a group that's gonna be looked at to step up because you're not losing you're not losing too much from this position group or from the whole team on the field, but you are losing your top two on base percentage guys out of starters in Matt Hoffner and Joe Hoscheid, of course. Yeah. So if th- you are gonna be looking for some guys in this group to get on base, especially the more veteran kind of three core guys, I would say, who started basically every game last year in Lind Arrow and um, and Dunn, who all showed, you know, the propensity for some, for some outbursts in, in offense, but need p- potentially a little more consistent uh, consistency, especially in that on-base department from them, because, the, you know, those are guys who got on base just about every time, you know, are, are plenty of the time to set the table. You need, you need to, to keep that going this year.
1: And I think that's big especially with Alex Arrow who who was the lead up one of the leadoff men for the uh, Northwestern Wildcats last year. I think a majority of the games he hit leadoff, but he's also a guy who does who puts the ball on play, was the third toughest freshman in the country to strike out last year. It's a huge thing for this team to be able to get people on and maybe even to consider moving him down in the lineup with a better kind of top of the lineup kind of guy, but putting him down a little bit further so he can move guys over to get it up for, for the new three four hitters in this lineup.
0: Yeah, Alex Arrow and Jack Dunn, kind of your, your one-two punch to start the lineup. You'd figure that would be that way this year, but you definitely don't know because uh, you look at the returning bats with pop, it's going to be Jack Clays, the catcher, who's your big bat in the lineup, and then also Leo Kaplan uh, is probably your, your next best returning hitter in terms of power. So it's going to be interesting to see where they go. Connor Lind will probably be very reliable for five, six-spot hitter, uh, he's pretty, you know, he's been around 250, to hit 255 last year. Um, obviously, if he gets that up, that'd be great, but the thing about Connellan he's very, very consistent right around that spot. Uh, you know you know what you're getting with him, and he's a good fielder. Only other new player in this group is going to be the, the first year, Jack Kelly. He's, he's going to come into that catching unit, joining Clays the senior, um, Matt Jones kind of the third catcher, the bullpen catcher most of the time, and then also Nick Pachorek, who, who was a freshman catcher last year. Other than that, the only other name we haven't mentioned is Charlie Maxwell. Uh, utility infielder, kind of third baseman. Uh, really good on the base pass, but does need to get his uh, just batting average on base percentage up. He hit 200 last year. He's a weapon for this team if he gets on base, and he'll have some playing time just because of the nature of this unit.
1: Yeah, and I think I think reps are going to be important for some, with this unit a lot. You're going to have a lot of kind of... There's not a lot of room for kind of flexibility, but I think you, Coach Spencer Allen will kind of make it a little bit more flexible than, than we'd think. I think the reps are going to be important for the development, especially years to come with Lind going out after he has one more season. I think you're going to have to start to develop some more yeah. talent behind, behind Lind at third base like Maxwell or some other utility guys. Um, I think... Back on Connor Lynn, the senior. I, last year, he hit, I believe, his first career home run in college against Air Force in a walk-off. But then he was hit two more home runs in the season, one of them in the Big Ten tournament in that big win against Michigan. So I think you saw a trending upwards on that power numbers for Connor Lynn. And I think also not only the consistency, but I think it showed that little clutch gene that not a lot of guys have. Connor Lynn seemed to show it a little bit last year in those big situations to step up. So that'll be interesting for this, again, infield unit to find that leadership in Connor Lynn.
2: And another and another key here for, for this for this unit uh, when you're, you're talking about power we talked a little bit about Willie bourbon at the start here. Uh, this is a guy who in in limited bats, showed a little bit of power, hit a couple home runs last year, but was really inconsistent. And he's kind of the heir apparent here at first base just because there's not too many options uh, in that spot in the lineup. But he really did struggle in 140 at-bats hitting just 164 on the season. So he he really had his ups and downs yeah. kind of adjusting as a sophomore. This year he does kind of need to take that next step because Northwestern needs, they don't have those huge bats hitting homer after homer in the middle of the lineup that, it, that like an Iowa kind of does. They need consistency from top to bottom of that lineup. They need guys who are able to get on base all the way from one to nine in order to be successful offensively. And Willie Bourbon has to step up and step into that role and not be a deficiency in that lineup, especially playing first base.
0: Yeah, the key for Willie Bourbon is uh, number one is get over 200. Obviously, I'm sure he he would tell you that. And the big thing for him is a strikeout numbers have got to go down. Yes, struck out 43 times in 140 at bats. He was a he was a solid hitter his freshman year. You know, I don't have the stats exactly. Maybe 230, 243. even better. Yeah, so he clearly can hit the ball pretty consistently. That's a, that's an okay number. Uh, just kind of you know lost it a bit behind the plate last year. You just want him maybe around the 200s. He's in the infield because he's a very good fielder. Played second base, converted there last year, uh, and it's going to be his job. We we think because there's just all almost all of the new talent this year is on the pitching staff. You look at the new players; it's going to be. Uh, Jack Kelly, who's a catcher, he's not really going to play first base. And then your other two fielders, uh, just field position players that are freshmen, are uh, Nick Dunn, uh, Jack Dunn's brother. David Dunn. David Dunn, excuse me. I made that mistake before, but I'm going to edit that. David Dunn, Jack Dunn's brother, who we expect to be in the outfield, might even be a starter in the outfield, and then also Casey O'Laughlin, another first-year outfielder. You know, there's only five outfielders, so you're probably going to play him in the outfield. Maybe Casey O'Loughlin could be a, a first baseman, is there anyone really? I don't can't think of anyone else on this, in, in the field that could play first base. I,
1: I think you you see a lot in the majors of guys when there's a logjam at some position, or you see, you see Joe Mauer and Buster Posey moving to first base. So I, I, in that vein, you might see a Matt Jones, Nick Paturick sighting at first base. I, I think getting Jack Kelly comfortable in the catching position. I think moving him to first base might be as a first year might be a little tough because because him him and, and Paturick will look like they'll compete for the job yeah. next year.
0: The, The nice thing is that you figure when uh, Jack Clay is is catching, you know, the DH spot is pretty interesting. You could give that to Jack Kelly, give it to Nick Pachorek, Charlie Maxwell, or maybe one of those outfielders. Yeah. But when Jack Clay is DHing and you have Jack Kelly catching, then you get him a lot of reps there at at, at the catching spot. So I'm pretty sure that Willie Berman is going to be his first baseman job. So he's definitely going to have to improve because I don't really know how many other options they have there but you look around the rest of the infield and you you feel pretty good about what's coming back.
1: Yeah, and especially even with Willie Bourbon coming back, I think even... The comfortability of he hit well in high school. I think the comfortability of having his brother, Charlie Bourbon, now on the team as a pitcher. I think maybe that might even play into maybe some psychological effect where he'll be more in his own comfort zone. I think kind of the family feel of this team now, it reminds me a lot of the Northwestern soccer team. we got a couple pairs of brothers on this team with the Duns and the Bourbons. I think it's going to be an interesting kind of dynamic now where everyone says teams are family, but this team has family on it, which will be fun to watch, I think, come through over the course of the season.
0: So, no, may, maybe a question for you is and this is, I think, what I was trying. Trying to talk about earlier, but I rambled over myself is that when Jack Clays is catching, who is your designated hitter? We didn't really talk about this last week on the outfielders podcast. This is a job for someone to step up and take because it's, it's either going to be Charlie Maxwell, one of your second three catchers, or one of your two infielders sitting.
2: And one thing that I'd like to see, kind of a dark horse uh, possibility that you didn't really mention there, was one of those one of those two freshman outfielders maybe steps up uh, and, and takes that job. You talked about how David Dunn has a chance to start in the outfield, but Casey O'Loughlin uh, coming in as a freshman from Fenwick, pretty highly touted guy. Fenwick local school. Uh, he played DH all of last year because yeah. he was limited by an injury. Yeah, arm he can, injury. Yeah, he had an arm injury. He can throw. He has a good arm from the outfield. But he also hit. You know, he hit well, well over 400 in through most of his high school career. The dude can hit. Uh, so that's that's a, that's again a possibility. We talked about uh, the returning catchers. Uh, Nick Pachoric. You know, not really too much of an option for I mean, a designated he, hitter. He can't hitting, hit. His hitting last his hitting year is was not, not really great. Yeah, that's not really his his strong suit. But, I mean, yeah, you are searching for options uh, with with Clays on the bench. It'll be interesting to see, I think, as the season develops, that it's certainly a position that's going to change hands a couple of times because uh, there's there's a bunch of guys who could step in there. It, it depends on who steps up, I think.
1: And additionally, I think you can even, although instead of Maxwell being the DH, you can even put uh, Lind as the DH and maybe even put, yeah, that's put, another, that's put a, Max, that's Maxwell the, the slimmer, maybe faster, Defend, a defender, fielder, yeah. an athlete at, at who's a utility guy can play really any position. Maybe putting him at third base and having Lind, who we talked about being a potential power back for this lineup as the
0: DH when Clays is catching. I think that's also a really good point. I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but that's a pretty simple solution. Um, this is this is going to be an interesting group, and you know, kind of let's go a little bit just quickly around all these guys about what they did last year, what we expect. You know, we've we've kind of been talking them already. Let's start with the catching. Uh, You know, Jack Clay's obviously had a really big year for this team uh, in terms of coming up clutch with some power. Is he going to have to do more just because they lost Hosea and Hoffner? And how much can we reasonably expect him to improve?
2: Well, one thing Clays does really well is, is you know, he got, he got on base. He drove in. The two things he did really well last year, pardon me, where he drove in runs in the clutch, like you said. He had a couple of huge hits, uh, and he got on base to a 365 clip. Uh, for a guy who's only hitting 250, you know, that, that showcases a, uh, an, a, a great batter's eye and ability to get to, to get on base through walks and, and through other means. But now, without those big bats in front of him and, well, mostly in front of him, he, he hit fifth for the majority yeah, of last did, year. Yeah. And you got Hoshite uh, hitting right in front of him. You got a, You got a huge bat. Uh, so, guy, people have to pitch to you know he you, you're pitching to Clay's after you, after you pitch to, after you after you see Hoshite. So he's gonna ha- he is gonna have to step up and take on more of a role now. Whether that means changing anything about what he does, I'm not necessarily sure. You either. know, if he can if he can continue to get on base at a very good clip like that and set up opportunities for the rest of the lineup, I think you're okay with him not hitting the ball out of the park. You know five, yeah. six times a year. So Can we
0: expect that Jack Clays is probably the cleanup hitter this year?
2: I think so, but I, I don't think he has to be a traditional cleanup hitter. Yeah. He doesn't have to try to be Joe Hoscheid. If he's able to drive in runs with some regularity and get on base at the same time, I think that's all you really need from him.
1: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think there that, that Clays is is expected to, to be the kind of cleanup, kind of solid hitter in this lineup it could have been consistent. But I think you can also look at... The more reps people get, I think freshman year and coming into college, especially, is a huge kind of transition period. Could explain some of the hitting deficiencies that we may have seen in in players like Nick Paturik and Charlie Maxwell in their first year. Some people, some people take a little bit more time to adjust. Not everyone can kind of come in and kind of be that guy like Alex Arrow was. So I think maybe with more reps, I think some of these guys were in those kind of those college yeah. summer leagues around the country, getting more reps. I think it's going to be a huge thing for these. You certainly these guys.
0: expect, if not hope, that Maxwell, Bourbon, and Paturik will all be hitting. You know, you want them in the 220, 230 range at least. Obviously, if they can do better than that. But, uh, you know, hitting around 200 for those guys, uh, their sophomore season and Willie Berman's junior season just isn't going to be good enough for them. And that's a big test for this team is if if they if they
2: can show this this kind of improvement that we're expecting them to show, because this is, you know, college, guys are supposed to improve from their sophomore to junior year. That's, that's the key improvement kind of window, as you talked about there, Walker. If this team can show that consistent improvement, Across the board, even outside of just the infield, across the board, they got a lot of kind of freshmen, sophomores trying to come in and cement their spots in the rotation. Then this team can be what they were last year, maybe even improve upon that team. But if there's if there's no real steps forward, uh, I mean we've seen it in other sports this year in terms of Northwestern. I mean basketball, uh, sports where 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 there's not consistent improvement on the team. You take a step back, so that's going to be the key for me to this team. Yeah. Is that is that consistent improvement? <clears throat> and even if it's just incremental things, like you said, like maybe Willie Bourbon, you know, he has to strike out less. He, he the most strikeouts on the team, despite only having one hundred, only quote unquote having one hundred and forty at bats. Uh, last year, that's something that needs to improve for him. And whether it's just you know whether it's just a slight improvement or a major improvement, as long as there things are trending in the right direction, it will create positivity for this team.
1: Yeah, I think I think coach Spencer Allen in, in the season that these these uh, Wildcats had last year, is going to want to build on that. He doesn't want to be the kind of like underdog sneaky team in the Big Ten. He wants to be that solid yeah, I mean, top eight team in the Big Ten exactly, consistently. Exactly. We don't want to sneak into the, they don't want to
0: sneak into the you tournament. You can't keep being good by being an underdog. At some point, you have to embrace a different mentality. And exactly. I think,
1: I think this is the year, I think I said it a couple times on the podcast last year that Coach Spencer Allen and his and his kind of mentality on these teams reminded me a lot of what Chris Collins did in his first couple years with the basketball team. Being able to get that local talent al- along with those, Talented players from around the country. You got guys last year from from different regions around the country. You got people from Florida like Arrow. You got pitchers like Levy from Georgia. And you got local kids like Maxwell's right here in Evanston. I think continuing that philosophy of getting the local guys to kind of be those guys to commit, but also getting those guys from around these places to take that next step in this program. I think Coach Spencer Allen has done a really great job in his first couple years in the program. And and continuing that this year is going to be his goal.
0: I think we talked about um, Clay's, we talked about Berman, we talked about Lind. The other two, maybe to hit on a little bit very quickly, Jack Dunn and Alex Arrow up the middle. Obviously, very reliable both of them. Um, Alex Arrow had a pretty good season. He did cool off a bit in the Big Ten, so maybe your goal for him is to to be more consistent the whole way through. But uh, he had really good numbers. I mean, he hit two seventy five. Obviously, if you pencil in an improvement, that'd be even better. Uh, and then for Jack Dunn, he hit two thirty one. I think he can do better than that. I think you want him hitting around 250, 260. Uh, his on base percentage though was okay at three thirty three. That's 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 pretty good for him. And the other thing that we really haven't mentioned is that uh, those guys are really good on the bases. Alex Arrow and Jack Don both pretty speedy. Uh, that could definitely help Northwestern. Obviously Charlie Maxwell fast too. And one thing Alex Arrow has said uh, when I talked to him back in in the fall is that you know they're not going to be a power hitting team. That's just not how they're composed. They're going to be a team that needs to get on base and kind of scrap in runs with their base running and just you know hitting for contact. I think it's gonna start and end with this infield. That's really on all of them because the only really power bat you've got there is Clay's. And just like you said, he doesn't even need to be a traditional cleanup hitter. She's to, you know, keep keep it going. That's how they're gonna have to score the runs.
2: It's gonna be it's gonna be singles for this team. It's not gonna be guys coming on hitting moonshots. It wasn't that way last year either. I mean, nobody hit double digit home runs. (coughs) It's it's the line has to move. That's how this team scores runs. You play a little small ball. You know, this isn't the MLB where, where people don't bunt anymore. You have to play a little small ball. you got to move guys around the bases. And what by whatever means necessary, if that means scratching out three, four runs a game, uh, doing it doing it uh, with just singles and walks and bunts, then that's what it's going to mean. It's not going to mean hitting the ball out of the ballpark.
0: Yeah, the other thing to mention, kind of on the flip side for this team that really doesn't get talked about a lot, is fielding-wise. This is a very good fielding team. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. They were just really good. Uh, Jack Dunn had had a few errors, but he was great fielding. Arrow was good. Lind really good uh, fielding at the hot corner, and then Bourbon is an excellent fielder. Thing that's interesting is that Tad Skelly is not no longer with this team. He took a job with the Blue Jays. Wish him all the best. But he was part of the reason why that team was so good fielding. Be interested to see if they can keep up those numbers. I think this is a very good team all around fielding, but the one area where they certainly could improve is at that catching spot. Um, and Walker, I know. You know, Jack Clay is, despite his big bat, is not necessarily the best fielder. Could be interesting to see. You know what happens between Petrarik and um, Kelly there.
1: Yeah, it's a very interesting question there. I think last year you saw Petrarik getting a lot more playing time, although the bat wasn't there. They were able to kind of, kind of, um, kind of give him reps because because he seemed to be the more because Petrarik also was coming in was a utility guy. So he's he's that athlete kind of guy. They converted him to catcher out of necessity. Um, and p- played him there more during the year. So I think it's it's it was very important to see the defensive struggles that some, some of the catchers may have had and, and being able to have those guys step up behind them. Back on Alex Arrow being a freshman and playing in almost every single game to have a – Only four errors on the season is an absurd number, especially what I talked about with that kind of freshman transition period. To feel comfortable in a D1 diamond getting balls off D1 bats and D1 talent and only having four errors is a remarkable stat. And I think being able able to keep that up in the absence of Tad Scaly, as you mentioned, I think those with this leadership group, I think those skills will kind of trickle down to those new freshman um, gloves, even in the outfield as well.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, the numbers you want... Connor Lynn, uh, to the eye test, was a very good fielder. Did have 10 errors, you know, maybe send that down a little bit. And then Jack Dunn, 13 errors. That certainly, you you want that to go down. He is a really good fielder. Maybe sometimes goes for just the uh, the too flashy play. But he and Arrow, you know, you expect them, their second year together, is going to be one of the best up-the-middle combinations in the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, you got, uh, again, like
2: a guy like Arrow, only... And the 13 errors even for Dunn, you know, that's that's coming with 147 assists. Like his yeah. fielding percentage is still up near 950. He had a lot of chances. And then you got Arrow who only made four errors despite having 126 chances uh, up at 982 fielding percentage. Ridiculous. Fielding percentage, obviously a flawed stat. It's not like we have, you know, it, access to the advanced statistics for college baseball, but feeling percentage is kind of the best thing we got. But from the eye test, you can see that not only do these guys not make too many mistakes, but the range, which is more important in my opinion, is there. The The, the ability to get to balls up the middle and in the hole, which is often lacking, especially at the college level, it's very easy to just not get to those balls that are a couple feet potentially out of your range.
1: Uh, it's definitely there, especially up the middle for, this, for these guys. I think keeping those, get that range that Noah talks about with keeping especially in these, what we anticipate to be lower-scoring games because Northwestern has the absence of the bat, keeping those those balls in the infield and <clears> keeping <throat> keeping runners from advancing on that extra base or trying to score from second on a single up the middle that because Dunn and Arrow can get to those balls up the middle or in the hole, I think cutting down on those runs of the plate because of the range that those two have up have the middle is going to be huge going forward to winning games and, and low-scoring games for these Wildcats. Yeah,
0: and ment- mentally for the pitchers, you know, that was one of the things Josh Reynolds harped on is you know, you just want them to put the ball in play and let your team, let your fielders do the work for you. And Northwestern certainly held up that end of the bargain. They got to still be at that level just so the pitchers can have comfort and not feel like, hey, I got to strike every guy out because, I, you know, I don't want the ball to be put in play. I think Northwestern's at the point now where that fielding is good enough that they can keep that mentality going. So that's something for them to continue. Kind of wrapping up here, you know, this is one of our easier groups to position. Not too many debates to be had. Uh, what's the expectations for these guys? We've we've you've hinted at it. This isn't a, a, a new, totally new question. What does this group need to do for Northwestern to have a good season? I,
1: I think we we talked about a lot. I think you need less strikeouts. You need to be change your your team mentality to not be not strike out. You got to get on base. You got to put the ball in play. You got to let let the other team make the mistakes. That'll kind of let you kind of succeed that, in the game. And that will happen in
0: college baseball. Yes. yes Anyone who's followed this team has followed Big Ten baseball. You get guys on base, things will happen for you. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you know this is one of the more veteran parts. We
2: talked about it. More one of the more veteran parts of the team for this team to succeed. And I, I mentioned this a little bit. We we talked about how good their defense is. Defensively, this has to be a top uh, group in the Big Ten. One of the one of the better groups in the Big Ten. And offensively, they have to be around at least the middle. I think. Yeah. At least they, this has to be. A, a position group that at least slightly carries the team. I don't want to say fully, you know, carries it, like puts the team yeah. on its back. But, like, this has to be one of the one of the parts of the team that's better because uh, other places you're looking at in your experience, we talked about. We might have a true freshman starting in the outfield in David Dunn. Pitching, you got a lot of freshmen, a, an influx of freshmen who a lot of them are very talented, but throwing freshmen right into the fire in college baseball, it's going to be a mixed bag. We know that, no matter no matter how talented you are. So this has to be one of the more definitely consistent groups uh, and I think better groups in order for Northwestern to have the kind of success that we're envisioning for them.
0: Yeah I I think this is the real core of the team I I mean obviously pitching is just as important but you look at the you really I'm looking at those three guys on the left and kind of side of the infield Connor Lind, Jack Dunn, Alex Arrow, even Jack Clays those four guys uh, the team is going to go as they go I, I feel pretty confident saying that that's why this group is so important and You know they were good last year, especially down the stretch. So I think they have to keep it up. And the number one thing maybe for me is that you guys have definitely hit on specific things. Is kind of just a slightly bigger picture is that you got to be consistent. Uh, Northwestern did not start last year well. By any means, they they will tell you that did not have a great non-conference start to the season. And remember, they finished below 500. They want to do better than that. They that's got to be their goal this year: finish above 500, get to the Big Ten tournament, and you know, see what happens with the NCAA tournament. They'll tell you that's one of their goals. But I think part of that means they can't come in the non-conference and, and be playing sloppy and be, you know, kind of, you know, all over the place mentally and, and, and kind of making mistakes. So it starts from day one in Arizona. This is a group. It's The team's going to go as those infielders go, those core guys. They've got to be consistent from the start.
1: Yeah, that's what, exactly what you said admit. I think you can't expect a team to finish hot. I think that's too much of a, a pressure expectation. you got to be consistent over the course of the season. Although you, the team got hot against the Big Ten, which some may consider not a great baseball conference, but it's still a Division One Power Five conference. It's a conference you can't expect to go into the last couple conference series needing... Six wins to make a Big Ten tournament. You got to be consistent throughout the year, and that starts with non-conference play. And especially with this non-con schedule coming up, we ha- we're, we're facing some powerhouse um, teams in in Texas, who's been a Texas team, is a is very, very good team. team. I think if you can steal a win from Texas, and be consistent against Nebraska, Omaha, and Kansas, I think that's going to be a huge start to the season. And coming back in some home games after those those three series on the road to start the season, it, it will be a huge boost of confidence for this for this Northwestern Wildcat baseball team.
2: Certainly need to start off with some positive momentum. Um, I, I think it's just key to just get confidence up. Even if even if they get swept by Texas, yeah, what could the, key? the key is to keep the games close. If you're yeah. getting blown out, which they were oftentimes last year, especially at the start of the season, some bad blowouts, uh, like kind of one-off things. But still, that, that's the kind of thing that hurts a young team's... And this isn't even that young of a team, but it hurts any team's confidence, really. You have to start at least by showing that you're capable of competing with teams you should be competing with. The wins will come... Uh, it's a long season but you have to you have to be competitive and if you drop a couple of those competitive games you drop a couple of games the key for me is to stay in them
0: I think that's a, that's a fair point you're not gonna win every game that you're supposed to in the non-conference you're also not going to lose every game you are supposed to but I think that's a key you note know, is, is kind of what I was hitting at just bring the same effort and, and, and consistency to every game I think that wraps it up here for us about the infield it's been a lot of fun uh, we are getting very very close to opening day it's the last day of the month you're probably gonna be listing this in February Uh, 16, 15 days or so until the season starts. Thanks to Walker for coming on. Thanks to Noah as well. I'm sure you'll be hearing from these guys on our broadcast, on the podcast as this season gets underway. And you'll be hearing a lot more more from me on this podcast as well. Make sure you tune in. Uh, We're going to record another one of these tomorrow about the pitching staff. Uh, So thanks for listening to Rounding the Bases, the Northwestern Baseball Podcast.